The first rule is, there is no podcast. Hmm, well, what if I adopt a podcast with a tragic backstory? No, there is no podcast. That's the first rule. Well, then what are we talking on right now? This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for April 16th, 2011. Seriously, let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? There are no podcasts. Nice. That was like a that was a really unplanned but pretty good segue there. I like that. Uh, so hey everyone, yeah. we are talking about uh, as you may have inferred our recent videos, uh, the first rule and boy wonder. Um, Paul wrote the first rule. Yes, and he can t- talk to you about it now. I shall begin talking. Very well. <laughs> All right. So yeah, this uh, this video um, was actually inspired by Dragon Ball the movie. So there you go. Just because you go see a shitty movie doesn't mean it's entirely wasted time. Dragon Ball the movie that came out like last year starts exactly how the, it starts on a completely black screen. When this the Guru guy going, the first rule is that there are no rules. That's how Dragon Ball starts. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> and so I was like, "Ah ha, that's funny." And so I had the I had the idea written down in my little list of various ideas uh, of the the first rule, and then them sort of arguing about it for a while. Uh, but then I didn't I didn't actually uh, turn into anything for like a year, or however long it has been since Dragon Ball the movie came out. Um, and uh, and then and so then I, I sort of started thinking about the idea again, and. I uh, thought about the the idea of actually making it rather than them talking, uh, having it then sort of meditating and having it uh, doing doing the like uh, tel- telepathy talking, which I somehow I like the idea of like the very calm telepathic voice combined with the facial expression getting more and more annoyed. Yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of a neat uh, uh, sort of combination, and so uh, that's. But we didn't. So the, it was. We shot this um, in Beano Park, uh, actually quite near where we shot uh, the swearing video. Yes. In fact, we were also surrounded by peacocks. Yeah. If you uh, there's a brief little. Um, uh, no, there's not. No, no. I shot a video of that the behind the scenes video that went up was for Boy Wonder. Yeah. No, but, we didn't actually get any footage of the peacocks. I don't think. In this no, point. I filmed some on my iPhone. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we we got like surrounded by peacocks at one point. Yeah, it was pretty funny. We were hoping we'd get one in the background to shot as well, but uh, but but no luck. I tell you what, it was that day. It was really windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James' hat kept blowing there off. There was a lot. There will be a lot of outtakes with my hat falling off in silly silly fashions. Yes. Yeah. Also, also, yeah. Um, this is only I think the maybe the second or third time we've actually bothered to use spirit gum and stuff for the beards. Yeah, which and, was wholly successful. Save for when I spilled some on James's new hoodie. Yeah, that shit don't come out. Yeah, word of the wise: spirit gum does not wash out. I, I, maybe if you like washed it in spirit gum remover. <laughs> well, presumably if you take spirit gum remover to the spots that the spirit gum landed on, I did you can get it. At, oh, and then and and then he put it through the wash, and it is just caked on white stuff now. Mm-hmm. So there's so, that. At least that's the story he told us. Yeah. Really, I just wanted a new hoodie. Yeah. yeah. After you got a bunch of caked on white stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is, I mean, this is, I guess, like when I actually um, wrote this video uh, and was sort of showing it to everybody, 
uh, I I said that like this is this is, does definitely have a similar uh, theme to the um, the synchronized video in that this whole idea of like you know taking just one sort of one element from a movie or from a, a, a TV show and really just going in and exploring it in a stupid amount of detail to the point, you know, where everyone just gets kind of annoyed with it. <laughs> I, just, I, for some reason, I'm always fascinated by that and just the whole, basically just destroying the flow of the scene uh, by continually questioning and being like, no, wait, seriously, what does that? And that is like, I did a, like, I was thinking about this and when I thought about this video idea, I did like a Google search on just to make sure nobody else had done like a video like it. Yeah, uh, and I there didn't seem to be one, and what really came up a lot was people saying the first rule is that there are no rules in every different context. Like the first rule when you're making a pie is that there are no rules. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, what like, that no. doesn't even make sense. Like how that no, it's what you would say is. The one thing to remember when making a pie is that there are no rules, or there are no rules when you're making pie. Yes. Not the first rule is there are no rules. But even like there are no rules of making a pie is obviously false. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's like, it's like you that's not a pie, that's a fruit salad. Yeah. Well, you said there weren't any rules, man. It's like you can't make a pie out of, you know, a chunk of gold bullion. <laughs> You're very hard to eat. Very expensive and hard to eat. Exactly. Like it's so it's uh, uh you know it's the, these these little sort of um, I guess on idiom expressions the, yeah. that no you don't really think about uh, and it's kind of fun to to really sort of go in there and be like wait a minute that doesn't work at all yeah uh, there's a great um, the uh, David Mitchell from the Mitchell and Webb look uh-huh. uh, has a great thing uh, about the um, couldn't care less. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you can watch it on YouTube. But uh, to just talk, talk you about it, it's like really think about couldn't care less what that means. <laughs> it's very funny. Anyway, no, I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, the that was the that video. It was, uh, it was it went actually once we it was quite cold and like we were sitting down like we sort of like James and I sat down and we're like okay. As long as we don't have to move at all and like warm up another chunk of ground, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're okay. okay. And then in the uh, stinger, uh, Kathleen. Yeah, that was originally a part written for another guy, but I was the only other person sort of around, and I'm very happy I got that. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, no rules means no pants. Yeah, you really very successful. You really sold that. I I was pleased with how that turned out. Actually, I was mm-hmm. really excited. And the uh, the the that was one of the most um, rapidly uh, demanded T-shirts that yeah. we've seen in a while. So we were like, well. Rapidly, actually, fulfilled demand. Shall well, we say. yeah, yeah, no, no, but I mean, like, uh, with so many people responding in the thread, boy, that should be a T-shirt. So it is. You should it go is. buy it. You should buy yeah, it. Yeah, it's up. It's up for pre-order it, right now. Up until how, long, how much May second, I believe. Yeah. Up until May second, like two so weeks or so. You should definitely uh, pre-order the "No Rules Means No Pants" T-shirt. Because because uh, <laughs> if you don't if you don't buy it, then you're a liar, basically. Yeah. Someone so, said. Uh, think about that. Someone on uh, Twitter said. Uh, that um, like I pre-ordered this right away. It'll go perfectly with my kilt. <laughs> nice. And, and I thought, nice. oh man, that that is perfect. Yeah, yeah. This and a utility kilt in your yeah. set. Yeah. Perfect also, for packs. Uh, we 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 discovered, and boy, we should have planned for this. They aren't going to be able to ship out in time. But apparently, the first Friday of May, of, of May every year is International No Pants Day. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Did not know that. So, oh well. Oh well. 
You but, can be. You can order our shirt for no pants day. Yes, that can be your celebration. I ordered this shirt about no pants. So there you go. Um, yeah. Then we did Boy Wonder. Yeah. Uh, with myself and Paul and. Um, so it's actually, yeah, actually uh, not written by one of us. This was uh, written by King Cool. Yeah, who's been a member of Loading Ready Run forums for a very long time. Yeah, many uh, a year. Does a lot he of, liked us back when it was underground. <laughs> he does a lot of work on the Loading Ready Run wiki, which you should definitely check out and participate in. And uh, we've, we've met him at the two previous PAX East Sisses. Yes. And he's a cool dude. And he was like, hey, I wrote this video. And I was like, that's really funny. Did, did you want us to... Like, was that, like, a script submission? Or and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, totally. Like, oh, great, because we're shooting it today. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> we're, we're really bad about that. <laughs> in the past, we've been we've been much more sort of like, hey, we're thinking we might do this maybe in a couple weeks. Like, we actually have a, we actually have a script from a fan that, that's, you know, waiting to go once we can figure out the location and, and, you know, various other logistics. But in this instance, it was like, there's only four of us around today. Well, let's shoot it. <laughs> Well, it's, it's one of those things where you with with uh, a lot of those kind of fan scripts, it'll either be will be like, "Wow, that's a really awesome script," uh, but like we'll be missing one small component, and so it'll you know it'll take months and months and months and months for it to come out, and yeah. people will be like, uh, "Are you actually going to use that?" Uh, or it'll be, "That's a really awesome script. We're shooting it today." Yeah, <laughs> it, it just depends be... on you know when you catch us. Yeah. There's a lot of I I tell you what there's more than anything else we've received more fan scripts with new ideas for Evil Ink sketches. Mm. I have like five. Yeah, yeah. We really should. Yeah, we, Evil Ink has not been around for a long no, time. We should really do another one. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, that was from King Cool, who I believe um, uh, sent in a few minutes to uh, of his own uh, podcast to talk about that. So let's uh, let's listen to him now. Make something right. Consensus is not a fact-based exercise. You're tied and bound to the self-indulgent enterprise. We call America. Hello from the land of TV. This is King Cool, and welcome to the first and probably only edition of the Cool Cast. Uh, for those of you who do not know who I am or why you should care, uh. I am a Lodi Grand One fan from Rhode Island in New England in America, and uh, I'm a Lodi Grand One wiki sysop, which means I delete the spam so that way nobody sees it. And uh, on the boards, I'm known, I think, primarily because I continue to change my avatar and baffle people. Uh, and finally, I decided, oh, let me write something, and I did. Now, the inspiration for this uh, video was um, from another website, uh, thatguywithaglasses.com, which I'm sure some of you probably visit already. Um, they have a guy in there called Linkara who does Atop the Fourth Wall, which is a comic book review show. And just last week he did uh, All-Star Batman 3 and 4. Now, I actually hadn't seen the first one, so we went and watched uh, that one as well. And you watch it, and it's, it's this comic by Frank Miller where Batman is basically a deranged lunatic. Um, and nothing seems to make a whole lot of sense. It's just Batman's is a gruff, aggressive, and highly unheroic uh, uh, character. Um, in fact, he's so unlike Batman, uh, Linkar stopped calling him Batman and started calling him Crazy Steve. 
um, which is where the guy's name in the video, Steve, uh, came from. The other guy's name is Wayne, by the way. I was going to name him, like, Jamie or something, something gender-neutral, so it could be played by a woman if that's the way they wanted to go with it, but, uh, like, I just kept typing, I kept typing Wayne instead of what other name it came up with. It's like, it's going to stick, it's Wayne. Um, and at first, when I just started, I just was like, well, you know, how does one exactly get a kid sidekick anyway? Like... How, you know, that seems like such a strange proceeding, unless he's, like, a family friend or whatever. Like, I don't know anything about adoption myself, so I was like, well, let me go look up and make this fact. And I'm like, no, let me just write this. I don't know how this happens. For all I know, they just spin a big wheel and you get a kid. I have no idea. Um, when I first started just typing it out, uh, it wasn't... I didn't actually have the guy in mind. I think he was going to be a more direct Batman analog. He was going to be like, you know, I'm the creeping cockroach or some crap. Um, but I went through this, I got this uh, file on my little pen drive that has uh, superhero names and things I, I, I'm saving for some time in the future if I ever need them. And I had the Dewey Decimator, uh, who I think at first was going to be like Iron Man, except like everything's made of paper or something, or... It's just Iron Man, except he's a librarian, so his suit is really cheap or something, I don't know. I didn't really have the the idea for it, I just had the name. Um, and then I'm like, you know, for what I'm sort of planning with this other stuff, I, the Dewey Decimator doesn't really fit, because he is sort of destructive, or, you know, if you, if you, if you call yourself that, he can't be anything but, he can't be, you know, giving people hugs. So I was like, oh, we'll make him the Dewey Decimator, and it sort of came from there, everything sort of fell into place once I, I decided that. Um, and pretty much it's just, you know, okay, let's, uh, uh, one guy on the, on the escapist board said, uh, it's like, well, it goes from, you know, quite plausible to utterly absurd. It's like, yes, it does. And I think that's the, the way the best, um, comedies go. The, uh, pink paper that he grabs when he thinks, uh, uh, Steve is, uh, is gay. That just came out of nowhere, but it was something I sort of wanted to exercise for a little while, which was, um, I was getting one of those little things you get at the supermarket when you, you know, the little plastic things you put in your keychain to, you know, get the sales. I was signing up for one of them, and when the lady handed me them, there was two of them in a little package, and she said, all right, here's one for you and one for your wife. And I said, I have no wife. And she's like, oh, well, your girlfriend. And I said, nope. And then, like, clearly she did not know what to say because she just looks like she just got super awkward. And, and, and she's like, uh, and clearly in her head she was like, oh, dear, this man is a homosexual. And... It, it, w it was just, like, she just had no clue what to say, and I finally rescued her after about a minute of, not a minute, but a second of, uh, of awkward silence. I said, I will have a spare. And she's like, yes, yes, a spare. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. I didn't have to acknowledge that. Whew. What a relief. So that's always sort of bugged me, and I'm, I'm glad I got to stick that in somewhere. Um, uh, as far as uh, their treatment of the uh, source material, I'm very happy with it. Um, there's, it's pretty much, uh, exactly as written, um, like, they didn't make any, any gigantic changes, one line, two lines have been changed, very, very minor alterations, um, nothing, obviously, uh, earth-shattering, um, the, uh, the stinger at the end, I'll go ahead and confess this, um, like, you know, I'm writing this about two o'clock in the morning, uh, at this point, I'm pretty tired, and so when I come up with the stinger, it's, it's pretty much as it is there. It's, it's even in the stage directions, it says, he grabs a snorkel or something. It says, I'm going in. 
Um, I was just like, well, I don't know if Loading Radio 1 has a snorkel, but, you know, what, I was like, you know, grabs anything you could grab there would still be fun. You could grab a, a tennis racket or, you know, uh, you know, a six-pack soda or something. Anything would be pretty amusing there. Um, but the thing I didn't even have the nerve to put in the script was that, uh, it was suppo- she was supposed to be standing in front of a Planned Parenthood, uh, building. And I'm like, I don't know how they're going to come across this. And as far as I'm aware, they've never made that particular gag. In fact, one of the last fan-submitted scripts, which was that other one with, uh, with, uh, the guy that Morgan plays, the politician, uh, Andrew Shepard. I'm losing all my lure nerd cred here. That one... Uh, I think did the only joke that Loading Radio 1 has ever done about HIV, at least in a daily update. There's that one whatever thing. Uh, and it's like, well, I think in general they avoid these sorts of things, so I just was like, eh, let me just not uh, do this. So I left it out. And I think, honestly, it 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 uh, probably was better for it. Um, but I believe that's all I have to say. I don't have a lot of... Uh, you know, I very much wrote it. It wrote it. I sent it out on the next morning or the very night. Came back. And he's like, yes, we're going to do this, like, today. And I'm like, yes, that's cool. And then Monday, it's up. And it's like, you know, like, it was it was less than a week from this thing from not existing to being the weekly video. And it's quite interesting. Alrighty, uh, I think that's all I have to say. I'm going to try to keep this brief. Nobody wants to hear my voice for too long. So I want to thank you all for listening, and uh, drive home safe. And that was him. Boy, wasn't that exciting. Yes. I assume. I Yes, we haven't actually listened to it yet. <laughs> Maybe we should have done that. Uh, yeah. If he insulted us, whatever he said is totally not true. Yes. Except the parts that were. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. But we'll never tell you which parts those are. <laughs> we also did... Um, uh, oh, and so sorry. Thank you, by the way. Uh, yes, and cool. Really appreciate that. It was it was it was a lot of fun to do. Oh yeah, and we shot that, James. At, we mentioned this in the on the run, but at the the at my mom's at the sexual health clinic. Yeah, because <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, I need a messy office with a whole bunch of papers. Yeah, yeah. And when and like, when oh, you phoned no. her to be like, can we shoot something in in your office at the clinic? She uh, her response was yes. like, was like that messy thing. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, yes, yes. exactly. That <laughs> well, it's great too because like it's it's uh, you know obviously it's not actually an adoption office, but it's got you know the it's got all, like the files and all the sorts of stuff that you would actually see. So it's perfect. Someone on the Escapist was like, um, I made a comment about like. Uh, um, uh, even though it's funny, it's one of those things where it's like uh, whenever someone, you know, does a sketch about your profession and the stuff that they get wrong. And I, and, but I, I wasn't sure if he meant librarians or, or, or people who <laughs> right. had adoption agencies. Yeah. I wasn't sure which, what we were doing. Like, Probably I don't the adoption that, agency. Yeah, because in terms of library, like, I don't think we delivered any factual information no, about no, librarians. No, I don't think we did at all. So. I mean, ado- so, in the adoption... Obviously, the adoption agency does not have pink forms for a gay couple and green forms <laughs> for a single father. And they have to get, like, special dispensation from their boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, you're gay. I guess I'll check with the manager. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, that's... That is uh, that is not the case, but uh, I'd like to think it was more of a backroom. Yeah, kind of more of a backroom yeah. kind of deal. Well, he seems like the kind of guy who would be like, adoption. so, so do you, can you give me an orphan under the table? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like literally, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, we also did for Unskippable the past couple of weeks has been um, Front Mission Evolved uh, parts one and two because what? Yeah, yeah. Very it was silly. A weird. It was actually we played it a little bit, um, and uh, it was it, it, it was actually kind of fun. In fact, everyone in the thread for that said this game is actually really fun once you get past the ridiculous story parts. Yeah, yeah. Like as a sort of mech fighting games go, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's got some cool stuff in it. But it's interesting that like the one cutscene. And it was one unified cutscene. Uh, although we did, we did, we did remove a tutorial. Yeah, scene, there's a little actually. tutorial. Sorry, bit, so that's yeah. that's a complete lie. But the, the bit at the end of the first episode that we did, the bit at the end of part one, where he's like, "What's going on? I'm going to go fight it." Zoom and goes away. Then it goes into the pre-rendered part, uh, part which was part two. The pre-rendered part, there's no dialogue. It's all action. And it's all stuff blowing up, which is completely different from the other one, which is these two people talking. And it was just the 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 tech girl I don't remember her name it was her voice just doesn't sound like someone who should be working on Max she was just like what what's going on oh my god Dylan just because she comes from the valley doesn't mean she can't be smart no well, it's very stereotypical of I didn't say she couldn't be smart it was just a weird voice so yeah but apparently you know because people are like you know, people often get on our case about, you know, like, you made fun of this game, but it's actually really good. We make fun of lots of games that are really good. Oh, yeah. And apparently, this game is really good. It just has ridiculous cutscenes. So, I don't know. If you like Max, probably check out Front Mission. Yeah, yeah. You know, you blow blow stuff up really good. Blow, blowing <laughs> things up in the face. It's a third person, not not first person mech game, just yeah. so you know. It's not like Mech Warrior. Or actually, oh, you could have done both. You could have first or third in Mech Warrior, actually. Hmm. Now that I think about it. I don't know about this game. But anyway, anyway have, you, have any of you guys played Front Mission? Nope. nope. No? Okay. Question time? Question time. Question time. Question time. It's question yep. time. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's right. question time. Drinic asks two completely unconnected questions. What is the most unexpected response you've received from a video? Uh, I would say the, the one dude who called, out, called us out for animal cruelty with dropping the fish. Yep. Yep. That was, I mean, a, that was that more was than one dude. That was quite a few people. A lot of people, yeah. Really? It was well, not, mostly... It was not animal cruelty, but just... A lot of people said it was a waste of food. waste of food, yes. which it wasn't because we'd bought it on, like, deep yeah, discount. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it had clearly already gone. Uh, but, yeah, one person was, was animal cruelty. Um, I think the response to Skeletor's dick surprised us all because we were so excited about that video yeah. and there was a lot of people were like there was nah. several people who were sort of like this is beneath you because it's dick jokes yeah which unfortunately tainted that whole sort of uh, comment thread because there were a lot of people who were actually really positive about it but just the uh, the the initial the the initial reaction from from a few people was like Really? Penises? We're like, yeah? Uh, the mm-hmm. best penis joke ever. <laughs> my, my mom liked that video, so nice. I got no problems. Yeah, it's uh, still one of my yeah, favorites. My mom likes it. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I mean, the, like the three PS3s. Oh, know, wow, yeah. That response was pretty, pretty uh, surprising. You know, that just pe- the sort of complete hatred was pretty, and, you know, for that matter, things in my, things head, in my yeah, head. Yeah, that response is very, has been very surprising. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, those are the main ones, I guess. Um, right. Do any of you believe in ghosts? Have you ever had any experience? Have you ever had an experience you cannot explain? Uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure I've, had I've had lots of experiences. I've <laughs> yeah, had lots of experiences I can't explain. That's just because I don't know stuff. But yeah. I don't believe in ghosts. No, no. I, I'd like to believe in ghosts, but eh. yeah, my house. 
the house I lived in the, uh, that I uh, grew up in where my parents uh, lived for, for years should have, by all rights, been haunted. And I didn't see shit. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, no. uh, Kathleen? Ghosts? No, I'm, I'm, I'm eternally skeptical. I've had a lot of people say, oh... Hauntings, this and that and the other, but I'm a lady of science, as unromantic as that is, right? Yeah. Science that's, is plenty right. romantic. But I, it's the, uh, yeah, there's definitely been lots of things that have, there's things that have to me today I can't explain. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to move a little bit closer in, Kevin. If you're going to talk, yeah. Okay. Next. Right. Uh, in the intro to Daily Drop, you shatter a piece of glass with a logo etched on it. How did you make this? And also, one corner of the glass is chipped. Was it a result of a failed first drop? Uh, to answer the second question first, yes. Yes. So uh, well spotted that we dropped it and it went tink. And fell backwards. And didn't break. Yeah. And we were like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And it, I think it like fell back. Like it, it was a bad shot too. Yeah. So it's, it's a shame that it, that it, uh, that it, it's not that a complete it chipped, thing. but thankfully it didn't, didn't bugger. Uh, we did that by uh, Tally actually used her Dremel tool. Yeah. Being awesome. Sitting in the corner for about half of a day. How long was it? Did, oh, did she take to do that? Oh, well, it's a couple hours. Yeah. Overlay the piece of glass that we got. We went to the dollar store for a dollar, got a, like a, uh, um, uh, like a diploma frame, like just one of the cheap ones. Yeah, like that's, frameless. That's, that's frame. just a piece of glass and some clips. Cause it was a piece of glass for a dollar. Yeah. And easy to get. So we got that. And she put the logo underneath it and just traced over it with a Dremel tool, and it looks really, really good. That was our um, fallback plan after the uh, right. watermelon failed spectacularly. Yeah, yeah, we uh, tried to do the. Watermelon. I carved the I carved the word "daily drop" into a watermelon, and we and then dropped it, and it dropped, it, and it broke really nicely, but it wasn't facing the camera. Yeah, no, it twisted. It twisted. Yeah, so, I'm I think sure the glass actually works like spectacularly well. So yeah. I'm sure that when we run out of drops in like a month or so. Uh, will um, or however long it takes. I'm not sure. How I think many, how, how many drops do we have left is actually a question somewhere later. It on. Is oh, really? In this okay. thread. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't recall offhand, but uh, we're running out of uh, drops from the first batch uh, in a while. Uh, after that, we'll probably do some sort of like here's other random stuff. Yeah, sure. yeah. We'll and all the behind the scenes stuff that we shot. Oh, exactly. So. Nano Soromo asks, "Do any of you play EDH or Commander? If so, who is your general?" We've all Everybody. Actually, we've all just really recently gotten into Commander. James, who's your Commander? Uh, in my Snake deck, he it's Sashiro, the Anointed. Yes. And then in my Vampire Angel deck, when it's completed, I should say it both haven't even been completed yet, um, is... How do you say it? Tessa? Is it Tessa? Or? Uh, Taya. Taya? Isn't it? It's T-E-Y-S-A, I think. So I just... Tessa? I've been saying... Tessa? Tessa? I don't Tessa? know. And then the weird... Orza of Sign. Is it Orza? Yeah, yeah. that's right. So those Pizza, are my two commanders. Commander's fun. Uh, I am Even in the process of uh, building a deck around Oros the Avenger, uh, who's a big dragon, big dragon dude. Nice. He Kathleen. has a pyroclasm ability. It's pretty sweet. I like. I really, really like Commander. It is probably my favorite format. To play yeah. In. I have two Commander decks, both of which I love dearly. Um, the first one I did was a vampire tribal deck because I already had tons and tons of vampires because I just like them and I like their flavor. And, uh, and who's 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 ruling the vampires? Uh, Anawan the Ruin Sage. Because at the beginning of each of your turn, he makes every player discard a non-vampire, sacrifice a non-vampire creature. Well, yeah, it works great for me because every creature in my deck is a vampire. He's not that great, and he's expensive to bring out, but he's so good in commander. So annoying. Oh god, that's a terrible one. Yeah. And then the other deck I put together because that's just was just a symbol of stuff I already had. 
On the other hand, I put together, I did a little research on, I found a blue and black card called Una, Queen of the Fae. And uh, she, her ability is that at any point I can pay either a blue and a black and X and make target player exile the top X number of their uh, X cards off their hand, off their library. Mm. Which means that I can pay, I can pay like five and say, Matt, exile the top four cards of your library. And when I exile like that, I can say name a color. So I can say blue. If I'm playing, if Matt had blue in his deck, and for every blue card exile that way, I get a fairy out of it. So I take, so she takes your deck and turns it into fairies. It's ridiculous. Um, and so because I was gonna build just like a good blue black deck when I put that together, and then I realized I didn't know enough about like sort of the old magic expansions to do a good job. So I'm building a fairy tribal deck with uh, stuff like Bitter Blossom in it, and it's awesome. Nice. I, I also have two. I have an Infect deck with Glissa as the commander, even though she does not have Infect, she recurs artifacts which is really handy. And I have a green-white deck um, because I thought that it was a cool color combination. And just the I put this deck together on the basis of is the spell both green and white? Not or, both. And I put them all in the deck. That's my, pretty much what I'm doing with mine, yeah. too. And is my it? commander is uh, Reese the Redeemed from Shadowmoor. He's super cool. He, he's, he's a legendary creature for one. He drops for one. So he's, he, he comes out real fast, which is, which is nice. Uh, he also asks, are you going to keep the 24-hour shifts for this year's Desert Bus Marathon? Uh, We're talking about that next week. Yeah. We'll but let you know. I think... I think we are probably. Yeah. If I had to guess, but yeah, Thanks. we're but we don't know. We're getting, getting we figuring that out. Yeah, we got yet. a lot of positive feedback on them. However, if you have, like, if you really hated them, and there is a very you can justify why you thought they were terrible, let us know. Mm-hmm. What happened to Failhouse Twenty Nine? What did is it not I there? Think it's just misnumbered. I don't. Know. I think that is the one that was misnumbered. Aren't there like two thirties? I don't know. We'll get back to you on that. Uh, suppose you had the opportunity to erase any loading ready run video from history. Which one do you choose? And quote, <laughs> wait, quote, anything from season one is cheating. Like the phrase, anything from, from season, season one, one yeah. is cheating. Um, uh, Fail House 29. <laughs> <laughs> I, nice. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not like I'm not embarrassed. So, I'm not like, so disgusted you know, from whatever videos that I've watched. You know, crappy videos we learn stuff from. So if you we eliminated those from history, then we would have to learn learn those l- learn those problems yeah. on another video, which would make that video crappy. Yeah, because <laughs> all of our videos would be crappy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's uh, definitely not every video from season one, but there are definitely some season one videos that I think are probably less good. Mm-hmm. You know, girly magazine quizzes and so forth that are not ones that I would want to show people that I, who I was like, hey, check out this thing well, I'm doing. it's fun to show those saying, this is what we used to do, and this is <laughs> what we, we do now. Do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I got no idea. Sorry. Eloman Shaw asks, if the Warriors of Darkness formed a band, which instrument would they play? Derek would be on bass. Yeah, Derek is the bassist for sure. Um, Bassist, of course. uh, Paul needs to be lead singer. Yeah, Uh, I'd say like the weird vocal pitch. I'd say that'd be fine for metal. Jer on guitar and no, I think I think Jer on drums because Jer's the guy who has like. All the weapons all over yeah. himself, and I'm imagining drumsticks in with that. I think I Derek, g- yeah, I guess, I think Derek yeah. is definitely the soft-spoken dreamboat lead guitarist that all the girls have. The bassist. On. No, he's the no, bassist. Derek. No, Derek, Derek is, is the, the bassist. The silent bassist. The silent. Yeah, he's, so he's gonna be the lead no, guitarist. No, Derek is the bassist. No, of, of he doesn't have the charisma to be the the lead guitarist. Girls would crush on Derek. Yes, they could, but he would still would, be the bassist. Would they? Would they? 
<laughs> Would the Warriors let Steve join? No. No. Probably not. He maybe maybe is the band manager, like, touring keyboardist. No, no, no. He would no. He he would be their like road manager. Yeah, the road manager. He, they would or, hate him and he yeah, would hate, hate them. them but <laughs> they'd be making they'd money. Be, let's just get be through, stuck in this. Thing. Let's yeah. just get through this tour. Yeah. Uh, who would win between the Battle of the Bands of the Warriors of Darkness or Lordy? Lordy, definitely. Lordy. Yeah. Like I think, I think, I think the Warriors, like the Warriors of Darkness, aren't good at even what they're supposed to be doing. They're just being <laughs> evil villains. <laughs> they um, wouldn't be very good at a band. Like they, they could be a band, but they wouldn't be good at it. And Lordy is awesome. And I'm not sure if his next question is supposed to trick us into officially acknowledging something, but how are the preparations for Lur- yeah. for Lurcon 2017 in Pasadena going? I think we made. I assume we've made mention of that sometime because I don't know really? why. He, I don't know why Pasadena. I I don't know. I'm sure that is a, a reference. That the we convent- have made at some convention point. center was is booked. Book your tickets now. Yeah, don't, don't actually don't book, book your tickets, tickets now. <laughs> we none of us will what be in Pasadena. What did we say, or what did you plan without yeah. us that made you ask that question? I don't know. All right, Dark Watcher. Holy asks, crap, these are long. A questions. few questions with longer questions. All right, of all the videos you remember, which one do you think surpassed expectations the most? Not necessarily the best video, just unexpectedly good, as in you thought it was going to be okay and everyone loved it. Or which did not meet expectations the most. Well, I, we kind of talked about that earlier. Yeah. Skeletor's dick didn't really meet our expectations. I don't know. As, a, it met as our, a video quality, it met our expectations. It met our expectations, but it didn't meet our expectations. That, of what, what we thought, of what, how we thought people would react. Yeah. Um, I, think the, um, I think we answered the other one as well. The, well, the, like, fun with microwaves is one yeah, that, yeah. like, it's basically just us dicking around with stuff. But yeah. it actually is, like, a, it's actually a surprisingly, like, compelling. It's like, oh, that's actually very informative and interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also silly. I mean, there's And a that's another of... one that, like, had tons of people. Yeah. Like, that had a big after, it was in, like, in, like, Switzerland or something. Everyone was super big on that video. Yeah. Same with, like, Bagel Time. Yeah, yeah. Bagel, bagel Time. Actually. Bagel Time was a video that was just was just super, sort of a weird, silly video. Yeah, just video. a super, you know... That struck a chord yeah. with some certain people. Uh, a gaming question. Can you think of a game you were excited for, played it, found out it, that it sucked, yet everyone else seemed to enjoy it? An example of this for me was Modern Warfare 2, in which I was excited for it, but found the game was actually kind of terrible and I'd wasted 60 bucks, yet everyone else I knew said they thought it was the greatest game <laughs> ever made. Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Um, I'd also agree with that. You know, for me, it was actually Dragon Quest Nine, which everybody had just had gigantic boners for, and I sort of enjoyed, and then I realized... It's just endless grinding and going through dungeons, and the storyline is weak and uninteresting, and Get there's those no figs. characters. Get your and figs. I got the figs, and then they got taken away from me again, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't <laughs> care. I don't want to do all. I don't want to help. I don't want to do a dozen more care about these damn figs. on a friggin' other continent with no goddamn other characters in my party to talk to, and no reason to make me care about this game. So I quit it in disgust. Yeah, I'm uh, in the same realm as Dragon Age. I think I, I was sort of that way with Oblivion. Like Oblivion's one of those ones. It's like I felt like it's like I felt like there was a fun game there, and I saw lots of other people having fun playing it. Yeah. And then I got it, and I was like, "Man, I get out and play this awesome <laughs> game." And you're like, "Okay, yeah. this is okay. Huh, I don't know. Something about this is not working for me." And then I just stopped. <laughs> uh, there's a D and D question for Jer. Unfortunately, he's not here this week, so. Um... So uh, ask it again. No, no, no. I will answer the question by doing my best impersonation of Jer. Okay. Do you have any tips for new D&D players in regards to being a good DM? 
don't kill your characters like I do. So. That okay. was not a very good Ask that question again. I'm yeah. Jer. This is my answering the question. Uh, another gaming question. Now that the 3DS has been released, do any of you think it's going to be wildly successful? I have a suspicion that if Nintendo doesn't put more focus into how to advertise for it and perhaps better about the games being released, that the handheld will have a hard time being successful. Maybe the the 3DS. Are you aware of Nintendo's handheld, like dominance of the handheld market? Nintendo puts out a handheld and people will buy buy it. it. They don't have to advertise it. All they need to know is that it's a new DS. You're talking to to people people who have a DSi XL. Actually, it's Graham's. I love it. I don't think it. In terms of the 3DS, I don't think it matters. It's not going to be as. Wildly popular as the other DSs oh, at all. Man. Well, it's, it's DS so, is what the single most successful like video game personal gaming yeah. device ever released. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, even Second it, best wouldn't be so bad. Well, no, <laughs> but yeah, it basically, yeah. If if the 3DS, if most of those people get a 3DS over the next ten years, it will still be yeah. like absolutely. It will dominate the handheld market, and it will be wildly successful. When so, uh, when are you gonna get a 3ds, Catherine? Um, in a while. Like I, uh, um, unfortunately, I sort of like blew my video game buying console buying budget buying my PSP. Um, they will have 3ds's for a while. I don't expect them to. Oh. I I do want to get my own because I'm using Grand DS. Uh, uh, Star Fox comes out in June though, and that's when I'll like buy. Uh, I'm gonna buy it. Actually, I will tell. I will tell. You, I will buy my 350 dollars. The re-release well, of Devil Survivor anyway. comes out. Nice. Atlas cannot. Atlas could be like, we've shat on this copy. I'd be like, fine, good enough. I'll pay for it I'll again. Pay for it. All right, and he has a Mary fuck kill question for Morgan. But assuming Morgan isn't here, he has a backup for Matt. So yeah. Matt, Mary fuck kill, Samus Aran, Optimus Prime. And Epona from Ocarina of Time. Gross. Okay, well, Epona's headed to the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's not <laughs> And you fuck Optimus and you marry Samus. Yeah, I think you so. You have to. Yeah, pretty much. You cannot go any well, other way yeah, with that. I'll, 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 you know, there, like, like, some nest? Didn't Optimus have, like, gears that would be painful? I, so then you fuck him once. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give Optimus one in the tailpipe and then, uh... <laughs> but think of... But, Mary, you know, you could be married to Optimus Prime. Yeah, that would be cool. I could be married to Samus Aran. Yeah. No, but or you could have sex with Samus Aran. I, I'm mm. including that as part of marriage. Yeah, yeah no. Reluctantly, is... once a year on the anniversary. That's what you've already covered. Yeah. Uh, inside jokes. You could, the, the, you, you could be Mrs. Prime. That yeah. would be cool. <laughs> that would be pretty No, right. sorry. Samus wins. All yeah. right. No, Mr. Prime. If you could only place... Uh, this is uh, Terrazeal asks, If you could only place one blue and one orange portal, where would you put them? Ooh. Uh, between our house and the office. Really? What? Really? 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 Between, between like, my house really? and, like, somewhere in England. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere way half the work, fuck away. Halfway across the world. And then, because once you're in England, yeah. then there's, like, cheap rail and everything everywhere Well, else. actually, I'd yeah. go on the mainland, probably, of Europe. Yeah. Maybe, France. maybe France. Yeah, France. Because yeah. then you can just channel to England. And yeah. Then and then, because once well, you're you know over what? the... That's where you guys could leave your portals for all its free time we have to go to England. And I will... <laughs> but it wouldn't matter. You could go... It's like... It's so like, hey, I want it. I want. I, to I want. I want fish and chips. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want. Yeah. I want a croissant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Portal. You yeah. portal to France. It's like I'm going to spend the afternoon <laughs> in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to worry about taking time out for like a European vacation. 
Uh, How about we're, we're we live five blocks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a slow system, any of us. Yeah, like that is really a Let's terrible waste. Until I get cold, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. You do that, and we can use mine. <laughs> All right, damn it. All right, Eleven <laughs> Shaw. Uh, in a follow-up to my in, uh, to my infestation to my infestation question, these slugs going across my kitchen and onto my toothbrush. Ugh. What is the stupidest, weirdest thing you've done with an expensive piece of equipment? Recently, I had a mouse problem in my room, and catching it was hard. Made uh, walls out of uh, many special edition video games, and then ran up my chimney. And by chimney, I don't mean my bum. I mean I what? I fired my longbow up. It missed the most and shoved my PS3 up there because I'm not using... What the hell? Okay, we're moving on. Moving on. <laughs> he used uh, his PS3 to, to jam the chimney? I, I don't know. Um, well, okay, how about um, we did do Daily Drop in which we kind of misused like a $35,000 piece of equipment. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> that was pretty... That was kind of a misuse of a sophisticated piece of scientific equipment. Yeah. All right, moving. Uh, wow. That's, that's, a, a, that's a broad question. Yeah, we're not... If you could make a video without any limitations, who, who would be, be in it? Every, Edward James e- almost. Everybody would be in it. It would be set. Yeah, what do you know? And like even James Cameron has limitations. Be, who would be in it? Where would it be set? And what would happen? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. no, that's way too hard. Sorry, we ask with more like with no limitations. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'd have like a five trillion dollar budget, and the like, end of James day of, Cameron would be the assistant director to Graham, and it's the, uh, it's the end of a day of shooting. So we're we're. Sort of like, we're not up for being, like, creative on the grand scale at this if, point. I think if I could make a video, like, I, I probably wouldn't, like, be in it or direct it or anything. I'd be just like, hey, Steven Spielberg, this is the film you make, okay? Yeah. What you do this. is do this and then do, you know, get ever like, just basically be, like, the producer to yeah. put, putting together no, all my favorite no, I've people. Got, I've got my answer. I would, uh, I would pay the BBC to organize a Top Gear special <laughs> in which... In which the three hosts have to drive to Chetwind. Nice. <laughs> On a single tank of gas. All right. Lodi Ready Run uh, so asks King Dragon 81 Do any of you watch anime? If so, what are you watching now? And what is your favorite? Mine is Code Geese. Or Geese. Or Geese. Or however you're supposed to pronounce that. Code Why? Geese. <laughs> Why we have been watching quite a bit of anime recently. Yeah, actually, we, we just watched uh, Summer Wars. Which was really good. Nice. It's very good. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I, I bought it on Blu-ray. I am currently awaiting my copy of Furikuri to arrive. I, I, that I, I, that I, also, I purchased on Blu-ray. I also purchased Furikuri on Blu-ray, and um, I, uh, in January uh, we watched the one night only. Matt, Kathleen, and I watched the one night only screening of um, Eva Two Point Eva Two Point Two Two, which was super good. Yeah, I I don't know if it's technically considered anime, but I've been really enjoying uh, finally watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Which is sort of American anime, but it is effectively effectively anime, mm-hmm. and it is really Four, really good. Four chance hentai board wouldn't and, accept it, and makes me it makes me very sad Darn. because I saw because I saw the last Airbender movie and it was not good. Yeah. Oh, and I think I think my favorite anime series is that's that's a tough question, but it's mm. probably either um, Cowboy Bebop or Standalone Complex. Ooh. Standalone complex is really that would be a difficult question for me to answer, but yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Eva's high on my list. Yeah, uh, you're going. You're going Trigun or Bebop, aren't you? Yeah, I really, I really have a hard time with this, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the sort of the gut uh, reflex of Cowboy Bebop, it being, I think, one of the finest anime series ever made. 
Nice. I would tend to agree with that. Bebop is amazing. Hmm? It's so yeah. good. Even the dub is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Logic Sword asks, A film is coming out soon called Anonymous, which suggests that William Shakespeare didn't actually write his plays, and but and it was in fact the Earl of Oxford, a man named Edward de Vere. This got me wondering, how would Kathleen improve Shakespeare's works? Yeah, more fart jokes. All more right. urine. All right. Seriously, realistically, at that time period, there probably was a lot of urine in their stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it's a, he really it's didn't a, have any great shortage of fart, fart jokes. Yeah. No, the joke is that there's already tons of fart jokes. Honestly, I think William Shakespeare's works are very good. I'm not maybe a huge fan of them. But you have to think. They are good. They have stood the test of time. They are dramatic. They are funny. They are ribald. They are deep. Like, it, like not every play is like that, but he has written stuff that has been, like, hailed as a classic that touches all those bases. So I think William Shakespeare's works, even though they don't, like, appeal to me because I'm an old Englishy type person, I think they're good and they, I don't think they need improvement. There you go. <sighs> Tatron asks, so the next, the next, next-gen Nintendo console has been confirmed for E3. Two questions. What are your thoughts on the console? <laughs> Oh, no, wait, more cats. We don't know anything What has been confirmed is that there There is is going to be a a console. Do you think this will prompt any immediate response from Microsoft or Sony? No. 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 Because they've both already said that they're they're delaying this console generation out for at least another year. But the Kinect and the Move have just blew their load. And the the simple fact is is that whatever Nintendo announces will be evolutionary. Yeah. Not revolutionary. And Microsoft does not need to respond to evolutionary. If... That was the opposite of what they said about the uh, the Wii, because it was nicknamed right. the Revolution back in the day, right? right. It's like we want this console to be revolutionary, not evolutionary. It's I. If well, how do we know it's not going to be revolutionary? Because uh, it won't be. We don't know, but I'm willing to bet good money that it is not. And uh, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Wii with an HDMI port. <laughs> If, Congratulations, like if, Nintendo. If Nintendo releases, like, a console that can do HD and is a, like can, and can play Wii games, I might actually get that. Like, because there's a lot of Wii games that I still want to play. Yeah. And, it just looks so bad. And, and if I could get them on in HD, that would be a good excuse to get the console. Yeah. But, well, I would consider I mean, it, but, too, to be honest. You know, it, if, if, if it's true to form, it'll be two Wiis duct taped together. Exactly. Dan Zama says, there's this game called Magic the Gathering. I think you might like it. Yep. He also asks, what, what, what were your news resolutions and have you kept them so far? Don't, don't make any. I don't think I, we had any. I, we, I think we actually asked yeah. that question. I did and I, and I have kept how's mine. How's Kathleen's beard? It's still so thin. I'm trying to grow it in. All right. Preacher asks in his first post, uh, one semi-relevant relevant, relevant, and one weird question. Any realistic chance of the fail house returning or are you guys way too busy with other things? We, I did two like a month ago. Um, if there if there isn't any chance, can you recommend another way to get my fix? Yes. Watch the ones you did a month or two ago. Watch the ones I did a month or two ago. If that still isn't enough, watch this space. Um, two leader hoses. Just gonna be watching it, <laughs> like wherever she happened to be looking at the time when he was listening to it. <laughs> my eyes are so tired. I need to blink. Okay. If if that still isn't enough, listen to future podcasts. Yes. Uh, two uh, leader hosen or knickerbockers. 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 Knickerbockers is a funnier word. Yeah, it's, that's what I... Knickerhosen is also a pretty funny word. Like, they're both... They're in close contention, but I think Knickerbocker is funnier. All right. Plasma Cow asks a... Uh, a now for questions. the ton of Askler first-timer questions. 
Although I was aware of you guys being on The Escapist, I only used to watch Zero Punctuation, Movie Bob, extra credits, and any game reviews, ignoring the rest of the site's content, such as yourselves and the forums. This was until Desert Bus 4, when The Escapist was plastered with ads with it. I watched the hell out of Desert Bus from about three days onwards. Being at home all day, all the time, anyway, you guys were nearly always on my screen. Ever since then, I've been hooked on you guys, and have steadily been making my way through the archive on your site, as well as having watched all five of the series you've done on The Escapist. That's, that's Our plan right. worked perfectly. That's really awesome. Yes. <laughs> that's really awesome. Thank you. Do you think it's big events like Desert Bus that have had the most impact on increasing your fan base? Uh, I think it's helped. It's obviously not why we do it, but I think it's helped. I also, I, I think getting in with the escapist has helped a lot as yeah. well. I, yes. think, I think Unscapable was a big help for that. I think, I think it's a big, um, a big help in terms of name recognition. Yeah, like when we go to like Pax East or something. Even people who don't actually watch our stuff are like, oh, Loading Ready Run. Okay, you guys do Desert Yeah, Bus. yeah. Uh, and then we're like, yeah, we also do videos. Videos, really? Yeah, <laughs> Neat. No, <okay. laughs> I'm not interested in videos. Okay, that's fine. Uh, at close to 140 so far, roughly how many more daily drops are left to go? I'd if we're estimate, at 140. I'd estimate we've got a month. A month left? A month left, yeah. When you run out, will you go straight back to shooting a new batch, or will you wait till the time of the year the series launched 2010 to begin again, assuming, of course, the Escapist recommissions it? We don't know what the state of a second season is going to be. Um... It's if, probably not going to happen right away. No. If if we if we had been able to answer in time for now, we would have already started shooting, so that there wouldn't have been it, so there wouldn't be any delay. As it is, it will it will stop when we run out of what we shot the first time, and hopefully, in the future, we'll continue. We'll we'll <coughs> be able to go back to it. But there's no no immediate plans for when we'll be shooting a second season right now. Uh. Blast of the pastime. Has it ever been, or were you ever going to explain Graham's apple joke from Commodore Hustle episode one? What? That's not that complicated a joke. No. It's James dropped his 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 Apple product, his iPhone, which is an Apple product, in the in, wash. In the and I went, "Hey, James, what? <laughs> who am I?" Blurp, an asshole. Yeah. And then I go to Matt, and then after Matt drops his on the ground, I pull it out. And I'm like, "Hey, hey, Matt, who am I?" And cut. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, there's our, a- our humor is too sophisticated for me. Is <laughs> <laughs> the problem? I I, I think it's I, not I, that. I, I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is we didn't really illustrate that joke as well as we as well as perhaps we maybe should if have. it was like an apple were, with a bite out of it. Maybe because you are not the only you are by no. far not the only person who has who has been confused. I think, that, I think that, that's actually like one of the more recurrent like things are people just being like, "What? I didn't even." Yeah. Work. Oh well, no worries. Yeah. Um, have anyone played Civ Five? Nope. No. I'm more of a Civ One and Two kind of guy. Any RTS recommendations for Mac? Uh, Starcraft Two. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Starcraft Two. Yeah. For role players, have you tried any sci-fi ones as opposed to the more common fantasy trappings? We played. I played Living Living Force once with Jer. Yeah, so uh, the Star Wars one. I played Shadowrun. Um, for a bit, cool. I had a, I had a cool. Uh, my dude was a he was a thief um, with cybernetic legs with uh, like hydraulics in his legs, so he could jump like thirty feet high. Nice, he's pretty sweet. This guy plays Dark Heresy, which is the forty k. Forty k, yeah. Oh, nice. nice. All right, all right, we gotta go a little faster here. Okay, Flaming Butt Pirate says, Ah, uh, dear loading, ready, run. There was a tragic event in the Dewey Decimators past, that, or was there a tragic event in the Dewey Decimators past? That made him turn in, made him turn to this crusade against technology. Also, yeah, I got recognized by Graham. Uh, I guess that was at PAX East. I think uh, that's something King Cool would have to answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. 
He actually asked, I have a question about filmmaking that came to mind after watching the DVD commentary for Daylight Savings. After seeing the most recent Harry Potter movie, I decided I liked it, but was put off by the excessive color correction. For example, in the opening scene, despite the fact there's a giant roaring fire in the room, everyone's skin looks blue because I assume it had been color corrected to look that way because blue is cold and cold is scary. Blue and teal. Everyone I mentioned this to says they didn't notice it, but I'm sure it's there. Do you all, as filmmakers, notice things like post-production effects in movies? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Constantly. I try to... If so, does it ever bother you if you think something is off? For me, pretty frequently. Yeah, I I try to... Like, I usually only notice it if it's really egregious. Yeah. Um, The the whole orange and teal thing, which um, is, you know, there's a cracked article about it if you want to read more details. But uh, that, I've started to notice that. But I try to not have it... Uh, you know, try to not pay too much attention to it because it, if you do, yeah. if you do too much of that kind of stuff, yeah. it does ruin. I notice, like I notice things. It doesn't ruin it for me unless it's like just egregiously terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can notice it and appreciate it. Yeah. You're like, yeah. wow, that was really good color correction. Oh, is this like, okay? The the one movie that it is like really really stood out to me. Obviously, was the um, the mechanic, the recent. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the what's his name Jason Statham. Jason Statham movie it was the orangest and tealest movie I've ever seen in my life there's a great if you go to uh, video co-pilot even if you don't watch um, like even if you don't do editing he, he has these amazing free tutorials for color correction and he did one uh, specifically for for sort of like the summer blockbuster look and just watch the first couple minutes because he showed this was from last summer like or, or, uh, summer before last and he shows you clips from the trailers for Transformers 2, uh, Terminator 4, and like three other movies, and they're all orange and teal. And yeah. yeah. I didn't notice it until he pointed it yeah, out. Yeah, like normally I don't notice orange and teal. Like no. it's it, because the whole thing is it's just there to make colors pop. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and it does, it has that effect. But like I've the mechanic. My, I've done it myself actually. Go back and watch Bad News. Yeah. And you'll mm-hmm. see. Nice. Um, but like, uh, yeah, the mechanic was just like, skin was orange. <laughs> Everything else was teal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, King Cool asks, uh, what is your favorite neglected euphemism for the penis? Personally, I hope Crank makes a comeback. Mm-hmm. Wing Wong? Who Wing Wong? Dong. One-eyed oh, trouser snake. Neglected. Yeah. One-eyed trouser snake? Yeah, one-eyed trouser snake. Tallywhacker. Wanko Ro- Rotary Engine. Rotary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's neglected because I don't think anybody uses that. But I want to put it forward as something that she, people should start using. Uh, Cancer Bottle asks, Dear Loading Ready Run, what's the trick to making watchable videos of you and your friends goofing off? Now, if you mean, like, hustle, the trick is scripted. Scripted, yeah. Yes. Which is, we take, we take jokes from us goofing off. And then we write it into a sketch rather than just filming us goofing off, which would yeah. not be funny. If you mean like the behind the scenes videos and stuff, that's just because heavy we're editing. We're <laughs> heavy, editing. <laughs> heavy editing, and we're used to trying to be, you know, we're we're we, and we're trying to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's important. Uh, you know, if you are filming videos, that you want to be just sort of like fun, like stuff like uh, you know, Trailer Park Boys and stuff. Still heavily heavily edited, heavily scripted. You, you don't. It's you. The, you can't do, you know, really good stuff that seems off the cuff without editing mm-hmm. and scripting. It's it's and it's a delicate thing to make it, uh, you know, sound natural. But. Yeah, that's why and reality the, shows have writers. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the the it's, it's the balance between uh, doing something that is that is fun and is making you and your friends laugh, 
and doing something that is fun for the benefit of the people watching. Yeah. Like, when we when we do stuff about us goofing around, we're having a good time, but if we're trying to make it, you know, viable as an entertainment thing, we it's it's not actually for for our benefit. Yeah. Yes. If, what we're, if that makes sense. And what we're filming when we're filming things is typically not us generally goofing off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the byproduct yeah, of watch, what, what arises from us goofing off. Yeah. Watching people laugh at their own stuff is actually not very funny. Yeah. No, I mean, because the thing is, there's what... <laughs> I guess the important thing is it's not watching people involved in a joke. It's getting your viewers involved in the joke. Mm. So, All right. Keep that in mind. The Lone Bard asks, after listening to ancient podcasts, I heard you say you didn't like the Terry Pratchett TV specials. Mm. What, if any, are your thoughts on the Going Postal special? Personally, I liked it, but I haven't read the book. It's way, way better. Like, they've, got, they've gotten way better. Like, the Going Postal was actually quite good. Nice. I, liked, I liked it. But the, yeah, the first ones were just, were just not funny. Like, they were very, very well done. And incredible uh, set design and everything, but they just actually weren't funny. Second part. Second part to that question. I've only read the stories. uh, Oh, she. Okay, Uh, he's only read the the Wee Freeman books, which is which is not actually Discworld. What are some other good Pratchett books to download? Uh, Everything else. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, I I guess sorry. Wee Freeman is set on the Discworld, but it's not. If you aren't. Now, you shouldn't be downloading illegally any of them. I but like The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents. That is a really fun book. That's it's, also not Discworld. Yeah, also... No, but it's, no. no, it's not Discworld, but it's another good character. I, yeah, I mean, I cats. I have a big fun, like, the... As an introduction to the world, like, the first the first one, like, The Color of Magic is actually quite... The Color of Magic is... It's a good introduction to the world. It's not one of his stronger books. I would... Yeah. What's the first Guards book? Is it Men at Arms? Uh, or Feet of Clay. Or, guards, no, guards, guards. Oh, Guards, Guards. Guards, yeah. guards, right. guards is good. Guards, Guards would be a good place to start. Uh, I, anything I really like... Wizards really, and the Unseen University, yeah. they're actually my favorite books. I really like Small Gods. That's a, that's a complete standalone book. Yeah, uh, Pyramids is really good because it's a standalone book. Yeah. That's, yeah. Isn't, isn't Rincewind in Pyramids? Very briefly. But oh, okay. it's mostly about the ruler of Jelly Baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like... Like half, halfway through that goddamn book, I was like... Oh, oh man, that's really funny. I feel I don't know, like it, it's weird to to introduce somebody else to Terry Pratchett books because I feel like if you just dropped into like pyramids, a lot of the stuff might be lost on you because you didn't know the yeah, but, you know the whole Discworld yeah, like aesthetic. I came in, and then the sort of the half of the fun of reading Discworld books is to go back and read other ones and learn more about it. And um, don't read Equal Rights. It's his third book. It's, it's not, not very it's good. Not it's not very funny. Um, like it's a good book. But it's not what you expect from a Discworld. Reaper Man is a really good early book. Reaper, well, Reaper yeah. Man is is a terrible story. Yeah, it had, but it's one of the. It's I think it's his funniest. Like it's oh, for so me, funny. it's his funniest book. But it's the worst story. Like the story in it makes no sense. Yeah. But it has the funniest scenes in it of any book, any of his books. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that How Come You Never Called Me and we just got a DS recommended game to play on it Devil Survivor Chrono Trigger Uh, yeah Chrono Trigger Uh, Professor Layton oh yeah all of them will you ever come to Australia I hope so one day if you were to visit Australia where would you like to visit the Australian part yeah the the part Um, that's in the part that isn't populated with animals trying to kill me where's the mana bar I want to go to where you I want to go to the mana bar (laughs) yeah exactly Mega Pomplamus asks, I'm going to school at UVic, and starting in September, I was wondering if I showed up at your office with a large stack of pizza and a deck, would you teach me how to play magic? Mm. Uh, if it was a deck of magic cards. <laughs> Tempting. Yeah. yeah, it needs to be a deck of magic cards. Probably. Yeah. Out of the crew, who does the best inarticulate screaming? Bill. Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Remember Bill's scream for that episode of Hustle? Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are any no the, question. Are yet. any of the crew self-conscious about their age? Nope. No. no. Not seriously. No. Yeah, like, well, we joke. I joke, joke about the fact that I'm old sometimes. I mean, we talk <laughs> Even though none of us are out of their 20s yet. Yeah, yeah, we talk very frequently about, like, how back in the day and stuff and the music that we listened to in high school. Pretty sure everybody does that, though. So, I think people can sort of figure out that we're all in sort of our mid to late 20s. Yeah. I've never given a crap about, like, oh, well, you're this age, so then this has to be how things are. I mean, we can't, we can't lie about how our age is because people know how long we've been doing this. It was not, I mean, and they know we didn't start the site when we were 13 or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's I, I, I since I was six. Every <laughs> once in a while, you know, you see people that have, you know, say been been born in the '90s and stuff, and you sort of go, "Oh, that's." And then people who were born in the '90s who have graduated from yeah, I mean, high there, school. Yeah. people who were born in 1990 are now 21. Yeah, yeah, it's just like like that what? girl in the, at the liquor store behind me in line the other day getting booze who was born in '92, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, I mean, just because of you know what we do. Uh, but that's not really like that's not you being like, oh, I'm so old. It's like, wow, really? Wow. Well, well just, it is. It is sort it, of. There's a little bit of recognizing. Oh, so recognizing your. Age. I think it's. I guess. I remember 1990, and you were born then. Yeah. And you can buy booze. That seems odd. And, it, and it's yeah. it, there's also just this uh, people you know because doing Bloody Mary Run is you know incredibly fun, um, but it's not like you know being a lawyer or something, right? And so you know some sort of. Thing that society sort of is like, you are now an adult and a grown up and stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. And so somebody who is like 25 or, you know, 22 could be like a lawyer. Yeah. And have like <laughs> or, an lawyer, or an accountant yeah. or something. Yeah. Because you got to go to law certain school for things. four years. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Some, certain things. Maybe Josh, they're like Doogie Howser. Uh, Josh used Space Jump asks, at Graham, if you had the money and the time to go on a trip all around Ignan, all around England, where would, around you, Ignan? Where would you stop off and why? Uh, I would stop off in Chichester because I have family there. Uh, Guildford because that's where they shoot Top Gear, and then I'd go around all the places I haven't seen. So everywhere, so, the North. Yes. At Paul, uh, if you gained great power and take power over the U.S. and Canada, what would be your next stop for world domination? Um, like you got yeah, Canada, you got the, you got U.S. Where's the next next? I stop? guess you. I feel like you would go to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, you like, might go, you go move, down, move down through South America, and then just. And then yeah, just, just shift right no, over. No, yeah. No, no offense to South America. That's where all the spiders are. <laughs> you except train, except you for the ones them. that are in Australia. You yeah, then you'd be in charge of the spiders. You have spider army. You'd be lord of spiders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how taking Paul Saunders king of the spiders. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what happens when you conquer a country is yeah. that you gain control of all the animals there. <laughs> um, and at Kathleen, spelled wrong. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Two bushels. All right. There we go. <laughs> Two bushels. Yoshi Gal uh, asks, heavy freaking out breathing for finally building up the nerve to ask questions. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> oh, you, wow. can, you can always ask questions. So I was watching the PAX East uh, day three and four video, and I couldn't help but notice it looks like Paul has a gold crown on one of his teeth. I think that was just a weird reflection. Yeah. You, you I, don't, I don't have any crowns. Nope. I have a filling. That'd be pretty sweet. You were though. wrong. Oh, yeah, I have a sweet yeah. No, sorry. Uh, which leads me to another wonder. Did any of you have any braces, plates, or anything of that nature while growing up? Do any of you wear retainers or plates now? I had all four of my molars capped when I was younger. I had a wire. Like, it wasn't a full brace. It was just this, uh, like, a wire on my bottom teeth. I don't know what it did, but... <laughs> it was there. <laughs> it was you, there. I cut cheese with it, and it was good to know. Was yeah, I made it so I couldn't chew did gum. You, did you have the headgear? I had the headgear. I had a terrible overbite when I was a small child. I still actually have quite mm. a bad overbite, but they had to adjust it. So I didn't have the full headgear that they have to give you for underbite, which is horrifying. 
But I had the one that went around your top lip and then around the back of your head. And you have to, and you know, my mom was like, well, you know, it'll go faster if she wears it all the time. And my dad's like, she's not wearing to school. There's no way. Nice. So thanks, dad, standing up. Nice. Um, but uh, I never had braces because they were too expensive. Yeah, I, I have a gap between my two front teeth, and I could have gotten surgery to have that corrected, but then I would have had to wear, a, like, braces or whatever for quite a while after that. And, and the would, expense wasn't enough to make it worthwhile. It's not, a, be it's not a really huge gap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Kathleen spelled the same as Josh spelled it, which is... It's K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N. Yes, not E-N-E. Your hair is all kinds of awesome. Do you do the red color yourself, or do you get it done at a salon? Oh no, I do the red color myself. I uh, have a, I have, I've been going to the same hairdresser since I cut my hair off during Desert Bus Two. Um, and uh, did she did she put like did she bleach parts of it? She, she does the bleaching for me because my hair is so dark naturally. It's really easy to to screw it up basically and turn it orange unless you're using like unless you know what you're doing at that point. But she bleaches it up for me, and then I buy. Um, just like the uh, like semi permanent hair dye and do it myself. And there's this, there's quite the technique that you have to work out when you are working with like very brightly colored hair dye, um, because the very the first, technique is stay in the bottom of the bathtub. Yeah, the technique is you literally have to sit down in the bathtub, like crouch on the bathtub, flip your hair over so your face is like really close to the bottom of the bathtub, and then rinse out the hair dye from your hair underneath the just the the, the faucet, not the shower. Because if you use the shower... It'll go everywhere, won't it? It looked like somebody had murdered a lot of My Little Pony in our tub. <laughs> uh, the first time I rinsed all the pink out of my hair. And it was bad. And I spent probably half an hour in the shower scrubbing it down. Wow. To, so it wouldn't stain pink. All right. We're okay. at an hour. Let's go. All right. And we would totally consider coming to Australia, yes. If you could recast yourself in your favorite movie, what would uh, what would that be, asks Enigma Harper. I can't even think of my favorite I, movie. I wouldn't recast myself because that would ruin the movie. I would, <laughs> would say... I'd want to be in a Bond film. I'd say, fun. like, my favorite movie, uh, you know, it'd be fun to be, like, you know... I wouldn't in, ruin it. Though. In the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, be, like, I, be Neo. Like, I always thought that it would be fun. It would be super cool to be in a movie where you have to do... Like, uh, you have to do, like, martial arts. Yeah. So you could learn, like, movie martial arts. Yeah. Which is, like, not actually good for defense, but just good for looking cool. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to be, like, in a super badass role sometimes. It's like, I can look really awesome with wires and special effects. Illumin <laughs> Shah asks, uh, who's your favorite secondary character in Star Trek? <laughs> Example, Garrick and Gal Dukat. So They're pretty D- so major guys. DS9, apparently. Garrick uh, is pretty sweet. Garrick is pretty awesome, gotta say. Yeah. Um, Quark, he's sort of part no, of the main Quark's cast. Quark's in the main cast. He's actually listed in the opening titles. Is he? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, Chief O'Brien from when he was on Next I like, Gen. I like Barkley mm. in Next Gen. Barkley in Next Gen. Awesome. Yeah, Barkley uh, for sure. In very secondary characters, Morn from oh, the, Morn. from Morn. Space Nine. I like Q. Is Best character brilliant. ever. Oh, yeah, Q. Oh, Q. All right. Pygmy Worm, three questions. Based on Boy Wonder, what inane cause would you fight for as a vigilante or supervillain? Um, men, uh, ooh, uh, uh, I've got this, I'm just trying to phrase it right. Um, anybody who is cruel to animals is then chased down by a vigilante mob. Like, you know, that's not an inane thing, that's actually like, I'd great. fill all the craters in the moon. 
fill all the craters. That's more like a super villain thing. It's like, aha, I'm going to fill all the craters of the moon. It's like, uh, why? <laughs> Seems why? like what to do. Dudes that have really terrible chin strap beards. <laughs> Just go around with a little <laughs> razor. <laughs> nice. Abe yeah. No, it's not even Abe Lincoln. No, it's no, the, the chin the, strap. The, the really yeah. thin the really, chin the strap. Abe Lincoln can look very cool. Like the Amish beard yeah. can look cool. Doesn't Ashton kind of have a chin strap beard? No, 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 no. The chin strap is a specific... Wait, look, it's this. It's the really thin line oh, around the jaw. Yeah. They're like incredibly... Well, look like a douchebag. Yes! <laughs> that's yeah, what they're getting at. Yes, that's it's why the, we're vigilante against them. It's the incredibly meticulously groomed... Yeah. All right. Um, if someone offered you guys a chance to turn LRR into a TV show, would you do it? Depends. Depends. Depends on the situation. Depends. What sort of show? Do we get to keep the rights? Is it like Commodore Hustle? I think that would work well as a TV show. Yeah, we sort of covered that kind of before. Yeah. Uh, One one more out of curiosity. When you partner with The Escapist, you said something along the lines of they get exclusive rights to LRR videos up to a point. Uh, Is there any plan for... Which, uh, to be clear, is, is... was only for a very small amount of time for each video. Yeah. Um, once a video has been out for a certain amount of time, are you planning on putting it up on YouTube? Uh, I guess eventually we'll... Uh, have to, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm not. I mean, it depends. <laughs> I don't. I don't the, know. Theoretically, if these gapes isn't around forever, obviously yeah. we'll need to put them somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> maybe YouTube won't be yeah, there. Yeah, YouTube will always be there. The Rock Demon asks: Were you surprised at the reaction to the stinger for the first rule? Um, uh, only no, only so far as everybody was like, make a shirt of that now. Yeah. We thought it was funny. And can you say happy to me? Happy birthday, Rock Demon. Can you say happy to me? Happy. Way happy to read birthday. that. <laughs> you can you say happy birthday to me? Happy birthday, Rock Demon. Happy birthday, Rock Demon. <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, what were your experiences of all the nonverbal acting for the first rule? Did the <laughs> did that fireball feel at all incongruous during production? <laughs> um, it was. Fun. I, it was fun. I mean, I, I guess it, somebody, somebody actually in the thread for first rule was saying that the the non talking videos for some reason are always mine. The like the first rule mm. and the uh, the bump in the night, bump in the night, and the the head um, the the Alex's one where he's, um has the people inside his head. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just I kind of like uh, that. But basically, how we like how we do it is we have the people off camera reading it out so you know you know what you're sort of reacting to mm-hmm. uh, regarding Boy Wonder can we expect a future return of the Dewey Decimator I imagine him facing off against Mega Man from Who You Gonna Call now the problem there is that's both Paul yeah no one works so well we no, use trick photography no one needs to do that much split screening yeah. But he could fight against the wizard, exactly, or or uh, triple threat, um, yeah. or electrovolt. Yeah. Uh, Lacking sanity says, "I'm the proud owner of a creepy doll T-shirt, and for the most part, been extremely satisfied with the T-shirtness and creepy tude it provides. However, the other day, I was struck by a sudden nosebleed, and before I could get a tissue, a single drop of blood fell directly onto his eye, and then proceeded to slowly <laughs> slide down until the drop reached its mouth. Is this an omen? Yes. Have I inadvertently, oh God, yes. Have I inadvertently doomed myself and or existed? You have, you have, a you have brought presence. you have brought forth the apocalypse. Yeah, so, so. you know that thing with like uh, gremlins where you're not supposed to 
you know, feed them after midnight or whatever. The same thing. With yeah, I don't know what. What's in his taste of blood? I don't know what's making me laugh more: the awesome question or his avatar, which is Morgan in the bear suit over yeah. and over again, yeah. flailing about. Uh, if you guys have multiple scripts that you want to turn into videos, what sort of system do you use to determine which gets filmed and/or released first? Asks Johnny Nero. Um, in, terms Johnny, of, in terms of filming, it doesn't. I don't, we don't really. Just which it's one seems what, most practical? Yeah, yeah. yeah, what what can we feasibly shoot in, on a given time? It's like we only have, like I mentioned earlier, you know, Boy Wonder was like, well, we only have four people. We can shoot this video with four people, so let's shoot that today. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of videos. You know, we talk. We've talked about you know delayed videos before because a lot of videos like there'll be you know a set or something. Like right now, we've got a video that'll be super awesome when it comes out, but we're still looking for a good set for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so and that's and just. <laughs> Don't even oh, worry. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of being how they're released, it's just making sure videos that are similar in style don't go up right after each other. Yeah, yeah and like the two Commodore hustles don't go up right next yeah, to each other. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned last last week on on uh, on Twitter that we were shooting two uh, two videos that day because one of the videos was Boy Wonder and another one hasn't hasn't come out yet because they were because they were very different videos in in what they were about but just sort of you know visually they were you know like people in an office so made it made more sense to to uh, split those up yeah uh what other escapist video series do you watch i watch zero punctuation zero punctuation extra credits movie, movie, credits, bob. movie bob big uh, picture the miracle of sound actually the miracle yeah of sound. i still super good. i watch really good showable game shows i still showable yeah, generally show, showable game show yeah Their stuff yeah. is funny i like them they're funny guys yeah, they have. They definitely have some. They have a sizable stuff. cast. Yeah, like they a sizable cast. It's, it's <laughs> like bigger it's, than ours. It's mostly well. I mean, no, it's, no, no. It's, it's primarily two guys. Yeah, uh, I, I, I spoke to them briefly on um, on uh, PM. They just have more friends than we do. <laughs> they have a lot of people who come in and help out, and you see them come back, which is pretty impressive. Uh. Oh, I see. Now they're just asking questions because we didn't lock the thread in. Time. Yeah. Jerry's previously mentioned skinning his knuckles while Alex was film uh, with Alex while filming Daily Drop. Does this mean he was also handling the crowbar? Yes, that's why yes. we were talking. In about fact, the, the Nintendo cartridge is the one where he you can you can see him smash the Nintendo cartridge and then rub his knuckle. Oh, no, that was a previous one on the ground. The the very very first crowbar did yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. but that was, also, the first crowbar was Alex. So. The, yeah, the Game Boy was Tally, as you can tell, because it's a girl's game. Well, the so first she's one. wearing a ring. Yeah. There's two two different people and do this. The, there's one the Cam did one too. Yeah. 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 Um, for Kathleen and music lovers, how do you rate individually Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells and the works and the work of Vangelis? I. You know, like, I, Tubular Bells is supposed to be this amazing thing, and I've heard Tubular Bells, but I'm not a huge fan of prog rock and, like, prog music in that sort of I remember genre. when I was a kid, my mom had a cassette tape of Tubular Bells. I think Bells. everybody's listened to or had a cassette tape of Tubular Bells at some point. That's not my favorite music. Um, I like, yeah, I don't know, and I'm not a huge Vangelis fan either. Uh, in fact, I'm not really a Yes fan or anything else that you would sort of... Vangelis dump, sounds like a magic card. Dump into that sort of, <laughs> yeah. like... Very jealous ascendant. 
genre of people who sort of experimented with how music was presented back in like the sort of the seventies and the eighties. All right. So sorry. All right. Uh, Jackpot five two four with his first post and an avatar that looks to be a giant creepy doll made in Minecraft, which is awesome. Which is pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure that's in our server, is it not? Like the lower oh, server. I'm sure it is. is. Maybe yeah. I haven't been on in a little while. Dear Loading Ready Run, in a bonus video for PAX East, Graham told the story of James coming to him in a dream. I found this to be hilarious and was wondering if anyone else in the cast had a strange dream involving another cast member. Jared's unfortunately not here, but he has had good ones. He yeah. had a dream where where I shot him in the back. Shot him in the back with a shotgun. I've yeah in a, in a zeppelin hanger, dirigible hanger. Sorry, yeah, dirigible, dirigible hanger. hanger. Yeah, for some reason, Jared like frequently comes is like, oh man, I had this awesome dream last night, and I don't really remember my dreams well enough. Usually. I I generally remember like uh, last night I had a dream where I was a crime fighter with Mike and Jerry from Penny Arcade. That was fun. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah. Um, but I generally can remember, like, yeah, I mean, at least twice, two or three times a week I wake up and I'm like, okay, that's an interesting dream. And I Let's, sort of, I, yeah, if I, I don't, if I wake up and I remember it and then I try to think about it later that day, I won't remember. Yeah, It's yeah. gone. But if I wake up and think, think about, it. about it and commit it to memory when I'm actually, you know, conscious, um, I've got it in there. And I've had so many stupid dreams with all of you guys, so. There's many that I could tell. I don't but. dream about my friends. Like, I would say, like, 99% of the time, the people I see in my dreams are not real people. Like, I very rarely dream about, like, even Graham or anybody like that. It is unique, I guess. I find when I have dreams where um, I'm more likely to have a lucid dream where I'm dreaming about people I don't know. Which is fun, because then you can fuck with shit. <laughs> like, I can fly! <laughs> well, no, because I'm never in the dreams. It's almost like I'm watching a movie. Oh. Like, I'm, ex- I'm just ex- an outside person experiencing this thing, and then I can just make whatever I want happen, happen. Oh, nice. Which doesn't happen I've often. Th- but. I've had... What I hate is a lucid... Yeah, like, I had... I dreamed I was having a lucid dream, uh-huh. which is useless, yeah. because you're like, ha-ha, I have a lucid dream. That means I can do anything <laughs> I want, except the things that you want to do are still dream things, because you're actually dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Fuck! <laughs> uh, all right. And the last question is, favorite cheese... Swiss. Havarti. I'm a big fan of Havarti. Don't make me choose. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm just a huge fan of just cheddar. Yeah, I I have actually yet yet to find a kind of cheese I don't like. Super old cheddar. There's that, like, stuff they sell at Safeway that's, like, five years. I have yet to have a cheddar cheese I don't Yes, we haven't tried Kazu Marzu. Yes. No, it's illegal to have It's a white cheddar. All right. That was a good way to... cheese. I like cheese. I have, not had I have yet cheese. to try a yes. cheese I didn't like. I have yet to have a cheese I didn't like. All right. So that was an hour and nine minutes and 40 seconds right now. Spring break!